So I'm just now getting started in the podcast world, but if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that'll allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will actually distribute the podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. To get started, download your Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted uh, Podcast One-on-One, and tonight I have a very special guest. Uh, my guest is uh, is Katie, and I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Hi, well, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me. This is a really neat opportunity, um, and I'm excited to be here. So um, I'm Katie Sladek, and I'm 44. Um, live in Hilliard, Ohio. I've been here 20 years, which is crazy. We moved here from Tennessee, um, you know, when we were 24 and it was like, sure. I didn't even really know where Ohio was. I'm like, sure, I'll do whatever. And, uh, here we are three kids and 20 years later and, um, just loving our best life. It's a good time over here in Hilliard. That's great. I, um, and I wanted everybody to know, so tonight's a, a special night, um, we at the time of this recording, it's uh, September 30th, I believe it. <laughs> I don't even know what the date is, but uh, we are coming up in October. And over the weekend, um, as this podcast has grown, I, I've you know looked for various stories and wanted people to tell their story. And um, over the weekend, I saw that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and um, I just felt a, a pull in my my spirit to to highlight stories of people that have been on the journey, are going through the journey, um, want to highlight the journey, whatever it might be. I thought we would bring awareness um, for, you know, for for breast cancer. So um, I put something out, well, actually my wife helped out with that and, and you know you know Heather well. So um, she put something out kind of on my behalf and helped share the message. And you were one of the first people that stepped up and said, I'm, I'm in. And so thank you so much for that. And just for our audience, um, that's kind of the path that I think we'll be on a little bit in October is to tell stories. So with that, let me yeah. stop talking. And um, can you share your story with us? And uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I would love to. Um, I think it's awesome, too, that you are wanting to highlight this and do this. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, there is so much, there is a lot of awareness already on breast cancer and being a nurse, obviously, um, it's not something that's foreign, just like medical stuff and cancer in general. But I will say that just in this short journey, I mean, this is, I'm only like a month and a half into this. It's very, very new um, over here, but it's, um, there are so many women that have um, experienced this in some way. And I've just experienced so much outpouring of support of women who have, you know, I, so, you know, people who have messaged me directly, like a friend of a friend who have had it, or just friends saying, I know someone, and so many women, um, and, and men do get it too, but I haven't met a man yet, even though I've heard of them, but I know, but so many women have um, just been willing to share their own journey with me, and it's so encouraging. So I really feel 
super excited to be a part and be able to hopefully do the same for other people. Um, and I have to tell you a funny story real quick before I get into my story about, I mean, this is kind of the first time we're meeting. I know your family and I know Heather, um, and, um, but I have to tell you super quick. Uh, um, I, the first time I met your family was in BSF many years ago when Bren was in preschool and um, she was so sweet. I loved having her and she said, you know, she they wrote me this card and um, Bren was like, I love being a Conrad because the Conrads are strong, you know, and her little four-year-old. <laughs> and I was like, the Conrads are strong and Bren, of course, she's grown up to be um, just an amazing young woman. So. Um, it's always fun seeing you on the community and you know extra I just love that I always like feel this little connection so anyway um, so my story with this journey um, did not start very long ago I mean I basically um, last fall you know we just do routine screenings and I had my routine mammogram and they did find some things um, there like that were not cancer but they wanted to take them out so I did have a small procedure in the fall um, where they took out some tissue no big deal it wasn't a cancer um, any go on you know come back in six months and have a breast MRI because um, you know that's just the baseline and um, we'll see you then and so that would bring us to it was supposed to be in June and then COVID happened and I didn't get in there until July and honestly I was very very I mean, I like to use the word arrogant. I don't know. My one friend said I would not describe that and like my attitude approaching this, but I have to be really honest in my spirit that it was, you know, I, like I didn't need the MRI. You know, there's no way I have cancer. This is ridiculous. You know, um, the journey of the last two years of my life, I've been really focused on health and wellness and fitness and nutrition, and it just, it doesn't compute you know it just didn't compute so i would say my spirit was arrogant i mean i almost didn't go to the mri i thought it was unnecessary um anyway thank goodness i went um they found you know multiple nodules and and um you know then proceeded with the biopsy and an ultrasound a repeat mammogram which it still did not show up on the mammogram so that was very scary that it wasn't seen nine months ago on the mammogram it wasn't seen you know um when they this is just in july and so um even as i left there i you know i almost i forgot that i had the mri i mean honestly i did the mri i three days went by and i i had forgotten i had it like i had just dismissed it completely um and so there really wasn't any anxiety for that i know there's a lot of talk of you know um when we have to do mammograms and mris and that's just something that i never really experienced was anxiety from them because I don't I think I was a little arrogant like I just thought there's no way whatever I just have to do this and so anyhow um, when she called me and said there's some abnormal things I was like oh well it still didn't even occur to me that I would actually have cancer so um, anyway fast forward like I think a week later I got in and had the procedures done and then um, so right after I had the biopsy um, it was an ultrasound biopsy um, I just, it sort of hit me. I was talking to my, two of my really dear friends and each of them have experienced, um, one had breast cancer, one had, um, a, it was a, a different type of cancer experience in her family. And, um, but I'm sitting there talking to them and I'm like very, very, again, I'm gonna use the word arrogantly saying, there is, this is ridiculous. I mean, I'm glad they did the biopsy, yeah, I'm thankful. 
ish I was thankful right because I was just like but um there's no way there's no way and God was just kind of like really Katie like there's really no way like you're talking to like two of your best friends have have gone through it like why they would not think it would happen to them you know and it just was really like whoosh like in the middle of my sentence right like sister you better like summer because um you're not too good for us you know and I never would have thought you know um my mom passed away of lung cancer 12 years ago this month actually in October and so it's not like I haven't lived through cancer and what it the experience of cancer you know and so it wasn't that I even really like didn't think it could be a real thing I don't know I, I wouldn't have thought that I was someone who thought I was too good to get it I, I wouldn't have said that about myself but that's how I was acting and so um that's really um what um so within that next week honestly it's like whenever you're um or you know whenever you want to have a baby and you are thinking about having babies as a woman you notice like every pregnant woman there is right yeah, yeah. I mean all the time right so it was like I was I like every for like seven days it was like every time I turn around it was like cancer 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 and I was like okay God like are you telling me that I'm gonna have cancer or am I just like you know no, hearing it because I'm just hypersensitive to it but whatever in that week God definitely was very I mean, it's just, I was prepared basically for the phone call. You know what I mean? And I think that um, I, I couldn't at the time say for sure, he's telling me I'm gonna have it. I mean, we don't, I don't know the mind of God obviously, but looking back, I mean, for sure, my heart was a lot softer to receive that information. I wasn't, so that was a Monday. I mean, um, and then, um, you know, it was like, I got the call at work and, you know, you know, actually one of the biopsies came back you know, we, they happen to have an opening the next day of the, at the surgeon, you know, which there's a whole story in the story of how God just prepared the way for these. And we were able to get on, you know, the next morning to see the surgeon um, and, and have our options explored. And the bilateral mastectomy was just the best option for um, all the, the details. And I don't mind going into all that, but I don't know if that we really, you know, but it's just, um, of all the, uh, from what the MRI showed and, you know, the, if I was to do a lumpectomy, they wanted more biopsies and, and honestly, even though I was, had received that I had cancer and I was, um, I think God had repaired me, I still was like, it's not really cancer. I mean, it's just like cancer light. Like that's really what, you know, just cancer light. Mm -hmm. Just like a little, and I would just always tell the people, like it's just like a touch of cancer. It's just a little bit of cancer. This is fine. I'm gonna have surgery. This is no big deal. You know, like I can totally do this. Um, and um, it, it, so I still like didn't, hadn't really like absorbed, right? And so when, so therefore I didn't need any like real cancer treatment, right? Like which would be like radiation or chemotherapy which so when she gave me that I'm saying that to say whenever I had the option of the lumpectomy my mindset was I'm just gonna have a surgery and so when she said I can give you a lumpectomy but then I have to do radiation I was like no no door number two sister is not going to have something right which I'm my mindset is completely different now but at the time that's sort of where I was in processing it and um and so anyway door number three was the bilateral my, Besides the radiation, there was going to have to be a lot more testing, and I thought I don't, I don't want to do all that. So anyhow, we opted on that. By Thursday, they also want to do genetic testing. So by Thursday, I was having the genetic counselor phone call. 
I had an appointment with a plastic surgeon and then by Friday I had a surgery date. I mean, so literally within five days, it was like, which Ohio Health, I mean, they are amazing. I'm sure OSU is the same way. I know some, you know, the, the cancer center is amazing. And, but it was just like, wow, really, really thorough. They are just like a well-oiled machine. I felt very well taken care of. And so then it was sort of just waiting, you know, you just wait. I think it was four weeks, you know, um, from surgery, from when I got the call to surgery. So then it's like, okay, you have a little bit, which was good. It was actually nice to have that time because you had time to sort of realize what you're gonna need. And, you know, basically my entire life as I knew it just was about to just be like freight train to a stop and take a different direction for a little bit, you know, um, which is always never, I mean, it's never a bad thing at all, right? And um, so, so it was good to have that time, but then by the time the week of surgery came, it was like, I'm so ready, just, I'm ready. Like, right, like I've met with people. Uh, I didn't really read a whole lot, um, which I normally dive into just all into what I'm doing and um, go big or go home kind of. Um, but um, I, I wasn't really able to with like this, with the breast cancer information. I kind of like took me back to a place with my mom, even though it wasn't, it, it was very strange. Um, and it's interesting because um, I, people will say, you know, oh, it's, it's fine, we're gonna have a surgery. And I really felt that way. Like, I really feel like so early, I was caught so early. I'm so lucky. I don't know why I'm so lucky. And my husband the other day, I was like, why am I so, we just found out I'm not gonna have to have chemotherapy, which is amazing, like amazing. I, I'm just like, I can't believe it. And, um, but, um, my, I said, why am I so lucky? And he was like, well, you better not waste it and you better do something with it. You know, wow. like, what are you going to do? Wow. Yeah. And it's just like, thank you for saying that. Like, what am I going to do? You know? Yeah. And um, so I'm hopeful that I'm going to be able to do, do, I don't know, this is a start, right? Like maybe somebody is going to be, and you hear this, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, I'm always ready for what God's going to do. I feel like. I wasn't quite ready for this, but, but um, I, I, I'm hopeful. I'm excited about um, what what will come of it, you know, um, and very thankful. Katie, um, first, before I forget, thank you so much for the story of Brent. I've never heard that. And um, she's our social butterfly. She's our expressor. I don't know where she gets it from. <laughs> I, know. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, no, she's, uh, she's our expressor, so that that's that's a great story. Of so yeah. not divert, but thank you for that story of that. Oh no, yeah, I love that. Um, and you know, it's funny the other thing that you said that's re it reminds me of, and, it, and I hate to even bring it up because, but you know, when you get ready to buy a car and you're like, oh, a Honda Civic, and then you see a million of them on the road, you know. I, so this is the guy's perspective of that. Is <laughs> you yeah. see a million Honda Civics, you're like, I didn't realize there was so many Honda Civic. So I can appreciate seeing those things, as you said, you know, seeing all that news, because it is everywhere and we probably gloss over it. And, and that's, I think, important in what you're saying is, I, again, you caught, you caught it early, it sounds like. And even though you had already been there just a year ago, just to recap, you'd been there a year ago, um, it was still, you know, it, it, you have to maintain those things and you have to, to maintain those uh, appointments and all those things, even though, as you said, you didn't really feel like that. So thank you for sharing that because I think it's important as far as I know, any, and, and I've got more stories coming in October, 
um, as you know, and I think, I believe you knew our, our good friend, Steph, and, um, you know, his journey um, about 10 years ago with, with cancer, and it was difficult. And um, we're going to get a lot of those stories out because I think early, you know, detection and all those things are so important. So thank you for sharing that. And I, I agree, and I'm honored, honestly, that you would take the time to step out and have this maybe be that, that opportunity for you. And that's not the first thing that you're doing, because I want to share that as well uh, in a second. I know you're, you're, you've got a blog going, so I want to make sure we share that and people can be a part of your journey because I think we all want to do that. Um, and the last thing I would say too is, as you were talking, was um, I, I appreciate your um, your outlook. It's so positive. I, I'm, um, I'm a worst case scenario person, Heather would tell you that. So if anything happens, no matter what it is, my mind goes to the worst possible scenario and then I walk back from there. And then I always, I've always just assumed if I've already can accept the worst thing that can happen, then anything that happens before that's a bonus. Got it, it's a piece of cake, right? It's a terrible way to live. <laughs> you, you know, you really live in a world that's a lot of times it doesn't happen. I know my, my mom who's also passed, you know, used to always say the worst thing that you think will happen never does. And she right. was 99% right. Um, you know, it, she's right, but I, I always tend to go to the worst thing. And it doesn't sound like you're doing that. It sounds like you're, you're taking the positive and all of this, even going into it, you were taking the positive. And I, I really appreciate that um, mentality. And I think it's so important in the, again, I, I have zero, um, you know, expertise in the area. I just know people that have gone through it. And I think so much of it is outlook, um, yeah. at least going through the journey and it's tough, but um, outlook is really so important. And you sound like you have a, a fantastic outlook. Well, thank you. Um, and I would say that there are times when I'm, like you said, I think of the worst thing, or at least I say when my kids are trying to make a decision, it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Right. Like, you know, what? Okay. That, then make the decision. But in general, though, in this particular say that, and I've said this to some of my friends before, and I, so I'm glad to have the opportunity to say this. Thank you for saying that about my outlook. I don't feel like my outlook is anything special, but people have said that to me. So I'm going to hear that and receive it and, and thank you. Um, but I will say that um, when you've sat in the doctor's office with my mom, you know, and I know a lot of women even my age get this, hear this, but when you sat there and they said, it's stage four metastatic, like there's nothing, right? Like, it's like, this seemed to me, honestly, and it wasn't like, I'm just trying to make myself be positive. It just did not, it, it just seemed so manageable because yeah. that wasn't what I heard. You know, what I heard was it's in here, it's contained, we can do surgery. You may have to do tamoxifen, which totally shocked me. It's like a drug that you take for, and I did not, again, I did not expect anything other than like, we're just gonna take it out. And that's just my lack of knowledge in the area of treatment options. But um, so I've, I'm having to wrestle with that part a little bit, honestly, because then I'm like, well, that's a little more like real cancer, right? <laughs> I mean, that's not just cancer light anymore. When you tell me I have to be on a drug for five to 10 years, that's gonna mess with my hormones. Yeah. Like we don't need any help messing with the hormones, right? So. Um, but that's a whole nother, however, I will say that that was really what helped me to have the, um, the attitude that I've had and just like, this is totally manageable, right? Like, yes, this surgery, I mean, I work out Aaron like five to six times a week and I love it. Like it makes me so happy. And um, I, I'm not gonna be able to do that 
to the same capacity for a very long time, right? This is a process, reconstruction is a process. So, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it definitely derailed my life as it was happening, right? Like I got up at five in the morning and I went to the gym and then I have worked, I have an online job um, where I work with new wellness and nutrition for an online nutrition program and I'm a coach and I love it and I'll do that work. And then I'll also work at the pediatrician's office and I'll, some days I'll go and do that. And, you know, it's just like, was very like, if I'm not doing that, I'm on a walk or I'm on a jog or like, I'm going to go to this workout because I can or whatever, like I'm going to go to, you know, anyway, but so it's, um, but I'm getting off point here. But the point is when you, when I've heard that and I've sat in that, you know, 14 years ago, because my mom, she lived two years after she was diagnosed. This was just a completely different ballgame. So it really did feel so manageable. And what I'm learning, and as I'm excited to hear all the other, who are the rest of the interviews in October, but what I'm learning is like, gosh, the journeys are so different. The details are so different, you know, and, and I, I want to be able to offer, you know, um, I, I, part of me feels inadequate because I don't have to do chemotherapy. Like what am I? And I said that to my friend, I had a friend come over today and we we're walking and she actually just recently got a job working with chemotherapy and doing the caps, like the cold capping. And I said, you know, I feel a little bit inadequate. I want to help people, but like, I don't know what the journey of chemotherapy is going to be like, you know? And, and it's just like, I don't, but I don't want that, that can't, there's going to be a lot of women who aren't going to have to have chemotherapy. It doesn't make it any less of a journey. And I need to like allow myself that freedom and that truth. Like, and so, um, I want to be able to, there's just so many different ways that this goes, that all cancer goes. And just as a society alone, like you said, you go to the worst place. Yeah. In general, like the word cancer in our society is very scary, mm -hmm. and we know what cancer can do, but we know it can be done to it. And the thing is, you just like you don't know what your journey is going to be. So it is, you know, I I say this is very manageable because it seems that way, but like I don't really know. I really have no idea, right? Yeah. So it's just you can only go on, on what you know and and just your perspective and. I don't know if that even makes any sense, but that helped me. Having that experience in my life helped me to be able to, at least for this part, cling on and just face it head on and just be like, we're doing it. It's fine. It's going to be fine, you know, and look forward to the challenges of what it's going to look like when I'm able to get back into my active lifestyle and like, okay, this means I get to have a whole new workout. You know, this means I get to like go back to like progressive overload and then then get in back into maintenance, right? And it's like that's fun. That kind of stuff is fun to me. So I'm excited about that. But um and then just like I don't know, the people I'm meeting and who am I gonna be able to run into and I mean just even, you know, getting closer a little bit closer with your family alone. I mean, it's just I don't know, it's just like one big adventure, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just it really is. So it's um I don't know. It's had I heard the news, you have to do chemotherapy or it's out it's metastatic or it's you know, there's all then different types of it, right? Like there's positive and negative and triple negative and triple I mean there's like a million different combinations and they all have, you know, it's just like God just gives you the grace that you need for that situation. He just does. He just does. He always gives us what we need. Um I think we have to choose to see him and choose to feel him and choose to choose that 
he's there, right? Whether we, but um, it, it's so, I don't know. That, that sort of has helped me though. And this, that's a long answer to your question. No, it was a great answer. Um, it, and I think, again, just listening as you talked, one of the things that, that I, again, I don't know a lot, but what I, what I have seen is it's a disruptor. You know, you said that everybody's journey is different and it is, I think everyone's experience while somewhat similar are, are different because it depends on where they are in that timeline and, and the detection and when and but the one thing it does is disrupt and it mm-hmm. it disrupts your workout it disrupts your family it disrupts your work it disrupts um and, and then your family also has disruptions now because everything changes and that's we don't i think you know again we don't expect it we don't know it's coming and it's all of a sudden it just shows up mm-hmm. uninvited um, and I know just my experience with friends, um, and I, I certainly can't can't explain what it's like to feel those things. But I know my my experience with friends is that wow, that that wasn't invited. That's not now's not the time for this. It's, right. so it's this interrupter that that, as you said, it's the last thing you saw coming. I think, and it, and so, um, but at the same time, I think again it goes back to outlook and all those things. And it sounds like you have such a positive outlook in that and. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm inspired by um, your outlook on it and your, um, you've said a few times, like, I look forward to that, which is, wow. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I'm just being honest. Uh, we're unscripted. I, I, you know, I, we, we don't know each other as, as well as, you know, you know Heather and so I'm, I'm learning this just like anybody that will listen to it. And that's amazing that you would say, I'm looking forward to this. Um, you, so that's the question I have for you. I, I know we always have when someone passes away, we have five stages of grief, right? They always talk about that. And, you know, you go from mad to sad to acceptance, or I don't even know what they I are. Know. I know there's five of them. So yeah. um, I'm always stuck in the mad. And so have you had that experience with this news as you went along? Have you felt yourself walking through different seasons of those? Or have you pretty much just been head to the, you know, head to, I'm going to take this on. Like, or, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a good question because I can never remember them either, but I always, for some reason, can recognize them on everybody else, right? I'm like, oh, I know what stage you're in, even though I don't know the order of them. But um, I would say that I for sure had denial. I mean, for sure, I would say maybe part of it's coping. I mean, I am somebody who generally dives head in. I come up with a plan quick, no matter what it is. Okay, like, this is the situation. Here's the plan. What are we going to do about it? Let's go for it. Um, I don't often allow a lot of time to feel through that plan. Um, so I think part of it, it, maybe it's denial, maybe it's a little coping, maybe that's the same thing, I'm not sure. So I think for sure there's a little bit of denial. I think for sure there's definitely, I felt the acceptance of it, my heart softening to it, being more tender um, to the idea and to those around me, my family, you know, my, um, maybe what they're experiencing. Um, I have, I haven't grieved anything. I don't, as far as like, I know a lot of women, we talk about like when they're trying to make decisions like this came up in the conversation with the surgeon, like when you're making your decision, like some people want to preserve tissue, maybe, you know, I, I feel like when you're thinking about having this type of surgery, you're losing a part of your body. There could be some grief there. I had no grief. I'm like, sisters have turned on me. Like, I'm done with you. We are not friends anymore. Goodbye. So 
that part like doesn't they they serve me well you know which that's part of it I don't really need them anymore for like what we you know like my kids are grown I don't plan on having any more children so I ha I didn't have any grief I have not had any grief yet and I really haven't had any anger I mean honestly I, I, I honestly have not had any anger um, I really believe from the bottom of my heart in God's sovereignty and I believe in his purpose I don't think he caused this but I think that we live in a broken world I think bad things happen, hard things happen, and I firmly believe that like we are promised trouble, like whatever that is, and everybody has, to, it looks different for everybody. And and so it was immediately an opportunity for me to see God go before me in the details of the appointments. I mean, of even having the experience with my mom, my own health and wellness journey over the last couple of years, like set me up to, be in really good shape that has served me well for my recovery. I mean, it's gone, I don't know what it's supposed to be like, and it hasn't been like amazing, but it hasn't been like super hard, you know? I mean, that's, we've also been so loved on by the community. It's, I mean, I, that's, I definitely have to touch on that, you know, in here in a minute, but um, so um, I, I definitely don't feel mad because I just feel like, it's God is there. Like, I believe that he doesn't, he's always with you. Um, and he's, there's just really no reason to be angry. I, I felt like, so, so I have not been angry. Um, and, um, definitely like I've had moments in the recovery where it's almost like this mental challenge of like, um, you know, a little frustrated because the drains are uncomfortable, but they're going to come out tomorrow. Hopefully it's like going to be the greatest day. You're going to see me on Instagram dancing. <laughs> Um, I'm hoping I can lift my arms higher than this. Like you're going to see me doing stretches. I mean, it's going to be a party, but, um, you know, it's where it gets just like, oh, it's Groundhog's Day. Like, oh, this again, like, oh, they're still here. Like, you know, so the last couple of days for sure, the last three or four days, the, the mental challenge of just like, oh, we're still doing this. Like, oh, this has been fun, but I'm ready to move on. Like, oh, it's still not, you know? And so it's like, um, I've really had to mentally like, and this is what I've been doing and it's a little cheesy, but it totally works. Like in the middle of the night when I wake up and it's uncomfortable and I'm like, nothing feels right. And it's just like, I have to like, I sleep in a chair. So I like have to like scoot out of the chair with my abs. Cause I can't like push up my arms cause you can't do anything. Right. So literally I'm like, you know, and like, Ugh! you know, <laughs> like it's three o'clock in the morning, you know? So I'm like, here I go again, you know, like anyway. And so it's like, at first it's fine, but like after, you know, almost two weeks of it, like I'm over it. Right. And so I'm like, thank you God for the drains. Thank you that I can walk. Thank you that I can get up. Thank you that I can use my abs to get up. Thank you, Lord, that it's, I mean, just whatever it is, I'm like grumbly. I'm just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And like, it worked. Like, I didn't know it was gonna work, but it totally worked. Like, I wasn't angry, like, I wasn't like annoyed and I was able to go back to sleep. So it's just like finding those little tricks of like, and then, um, you know, just saying it out loud, like naming it instead of like keeping it in, you know? Yeah. And then just staying busy and like two more days, hopefully, right? Just things like that have kind of gotten me through, but honestly, not yet. I can't say I won't get angry. I might, but I haven't experienced that one yet. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and again, I, I'm so surprised by just your outlook. Um, I, I get mad because I got to wear a mask into the gas station. <laughs> I do too. Well, I do um, you know, um, 
Katie, wow. I, I you know, I, I'm blown away um, by the things that I find um, frustrating. And I, John Mayer, the singer, has a has a song, and, and there's a lyric in it that I always love. That it says, you know, you better put your so-called problems in quotations. And I love that line because it's a reminder um, that my so-called problems, I should probably put that in quotations because it's not, that's not a problem. You know what I mean? You're, you're, and, and, and your outlook is, is just amazing. It's amazing. And I actually want to, before we, before we get, get too far and, uh, and close out, I, I want to make sure I extend an invitation. It's an open invitation to you to please come back. Um, oh, as you're on this journey, I would, I would love to have you back on and just share um, as we go along, and I think others would want to hear too how you're doing. And um, oh, I would so love to. We have an absolutely open invitation. Um, as you feel like it, as you feel led, you let me know, and you're welcome anytime. <laughs> oh, I would love to. Going. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I would love to. <laughs> I'm all about like, what's it really like? I love like tangible. Like I love to think of tangible things, right? Like. You know, growing up in church, like we both go to church, we're both believers. It's like, God goes before you. It's like, what does that really mean? Right? right. Like, let's be real people. What does that really mean? Yeah. So I love to put things that like we, the truths that we learn in like tangible ways. So um, I'd love to share examples of that. And that's what I want my, I guess if I like, and I keep meaning to do a video for my kids and my nieces and my nephews. So if my nieces and nephews and children, and of course, anybody else ever watch this, this is the video because I haven't made one yet, but it's like, um, I, I don't want them to hear the word cancer. Like from the very beginning, I was like, I don't want y'all to hear the word cancer. Like I don't, like I have lived through that and you are like a slave to cancer mm. and it's terrible, right? Like it owns you, it owns every thought, you're scared, the next appointment, the next whatever, how the, I mean, and it's like, I, it's your, you feel powerless to it. And I was like, I don't want, this is not gonna be that, right? Like, and um, um, so I, I, I want them to hear, I don't want them to hear the word cancer. I want them to see God and I want them to see people, our, our friends and our community who have loved us and come alongside of us and just lifted us up. I mean, that's what I want them to like, like bad things are gonna happen in life. Like they are gonna have stuff, like they are 16, 14 and nine. And then, you know, my nieces and nephews are in there those same ages in between and it's like, hard things are going to happen. Like, especially right now, like they like, right. Like, and, um, so like, what are you going to do with it? Like, how are you going to respond to it? You know? And, um, even to bring Hilliard schools in, right? Like E plus R equals O, right? Like, it's like so true. Like, how are you going to respond to whatever it is? And that's what I really want them to see. And my husband and I are really both on the, on the same page as that. And so, um, it's really important to me to, to, learn how to see God and, and see love and learn then how to support other people because we are being taught that, you know, and I will say that um, one thing that is I feel very inadequate at as a woman is um, bringing meals to other to other families and and bringing gifts to other women and other families who are in need. Like I, I've served in other ways, but this is something that I've really struggled with. And my friends, if they watch this, are gonna be cracking up because it's just, they know. And um, I, I can tell you that, man, I have, I have learned, I have like been taught how to love. And I'm taking notes like on what meals are easy and good and what containers to put them in. And just like what, because I am so overwhelmed and, and I want, that's what I want my kids 
and my husband and I to be like, we know now how to give back because people have given to us. And so it's those things, right? Like that's all part of the journey. You know, I, I feel like when God's like, sure, you can just believe that I'm real or you can like really hear me and know me and live the journey, right? Like you can live like heaven on earth. I mean, this is very far from heaven. I get that. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like that's what he means, right? It's like, um, and so that's really what I would want them to know. Well, um, you, you have certainly um, touched on community. And I think your my words as you were talking is that you're living your testimony now. Um, you've done it throughout this this podcast call video, whatever this thing <laughs> is, this media thingy. Um, you're living your testimony today. Um, and that's what I think your kids are going to see and catch um, without even you saying a word, they're going to see your testimony being lived out, whether it's your acceptance and your attitude towards this new thing that you've been presented with. Um, you know, it, it's amazing. So I, let me, before I forget too, I wanna invite your husband on as well to oh, make you get perspective if, if he would love to come on someday yeah, he'd love to. Want to then then i'd love to hear his perspective as well because i think as as guys we we need to know how do we be better husbands or partners or friends um to anyone going through that journey from our perspective because we we clearly can't understand right. what it must be like and so i would certainly love to have him on sometime to talk about that as well but um i'm this went so fast. I, I, oh, I know. It's, it's, oh my goodness. Okay, yes, it's already. It does go about yeah. fast. No reason to be sorry. It went so fast. Um, that's why I said open invitation. I think there's a lot more we can continue on with, and and I think um, I, I definitely want to have you back on as you as you progress through this. And and I know I'm I'm cheering, and I believe your attitude is going to be so helpful in seeing you get victory in this, and God get the glory, which I know you, you've already given him even in the midst of the the fire um wow <laughs> i'm just i'm so What's thankful <laughs> i'm thankful for you coming on and raising your hand and being the first one um in this series that we're going to do um i think it really sets the pace for everyone else no matter where they are on the journey or if they've never been a part of the journey or that journey comes later or they never have this in their life at, at least they have some perspective and I couldn't have asked for a better first guest um, to, oh, to kick you. this off. I, I really couldn't. I, I, and that's no disrespect to everybody else that's going to come on, because as you said earlier, everybody's in a different place in that process. Um, and I, I'm just thankful that, that you're the person that's oh, done the you know, uh, game warm-up for us. And <laughs> I, I don't want to say I look forward to the series, because I, I don't look forward to why we're having the series. Right. Right. But I do look forward to the stories like yours and the people that are just doing amazing things in the midst of uh, something that was completely uninvited. And so I I'm- I love that, that's such good that. words. Uninvited, I love that. That's such a great, like one word, done. So true. And and you're right, so many, so many. I, I'm excited to hear them all too. Again, I mean, cause it, but it's real, it's out there, it's happening. Right. So, you know, it's it's awesome that you're doing that. Well, thank you. And our, our prayers are with your family. Um, and if there's everything we can do as a community, both as a family for you or anybody, any resources that I might have, 
please let me know. Uh, we are we are absolutely here for you in this. And and um, again, I can't wait to have you on again. And maybe your husband and and just continue to tell your story. And I know it's going to be a good story. And I I'm I'm, I'm blessed to uh, to have met you tonight and and have you come on and spend time with this audience. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've loved it. I would love to do it again. Um, there's been lots of interesting things along the way. So even the process of reconstruction and uh, is, is interesting. And I do, I will have to take tamoxifen, which messes with your hormones. And um, that's a whole other thing. I'm not, I'm, I'm a little nervous about it, but it could be interesting. So we can just talk all about that. I would love to share that as we go along for people who, because I have no idea what to expect. My right. husband's a little scared too. He's like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, there's a lot to look forward and, and ahead to, um, and and I just um, I'm 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 not often out of words, but I, I you know I I'm just I'm blessed to uh, to see your perspective, and I can guarantee you at least the rest of the night, and anytime I listen to this again or listen to it back, I'm going to be inspired by your overall outlook, and probably not get so upset because I may have to wear a mask into the grocery store. Well, feel better. I get upset at that too. Oh, there you go. Okay, that's better. So, and the the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go hug Bryn and tell her I'm glad she's happy to be here. She's strong. She is strong. The Conrads are strong. And y'all are so strong. I love it. It was awesome. Great stuff. Well, Katie, thank you so much. Have a great night. And uh, and again, we'll we'll have you on again soon. Thank thank you so much, Aaron. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, bye.